How can you set your business up to thrive in uncertain times? You need a flexible strategy. Today, we're joined by one of my favorite business strategists, Meredith Elliott Powell. She'll share some strategy tools that will help you align marketing and sales so that you can win in today's changing world. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, trailblazer and growth architect. We're just wrapping up the 2021 Sales and Marketing Alignment Challenge. And if you missed it, no problem. You can catch all of the recordings at www.2021alignmentchallenge.com or text the word alignment to 21,000. We have incredible sessions from thought leaders like Jeb Blunt, Mark Hunter, Jim Carr, and many more. You're absolutely going to love it. You know, sales and marketing needs to be aligned around a common strategy. But how do you set a strategy in such a dynamic marketplace where the future feels very unpredictable? Well, today we're going to hear Meredith Elliott Powell's session on strategy from the 2021 Sales and Marketing Alignment Challenge. Meredith is a business growth, sales, and leadership expert. Drawing on the habits of companies that have survived and thrived over the past 100 years, she shares strategic lessons that are powerful guides for us today. In this session, Meredith gives us two very practical tools that we can use to align our strategy. These are tools that sales and marketing can put to work to course correct over time, identify new opportunities, and maximize results. This episode is packed with practical tools. So grab a pen and a notepad and get ready to learn from Meredith after a word from our sponsors. When it comes to strategy, I don't think there's anybody that explains business strategy more clearly, more concisely, more practically than uh, our friend Meredith Elliott Powell. So why don't you all join me and uh, give a huge virtual welcome and round of applause to our friend Meredith Elliott Powell. What's going on, Meredith? Hey, I'm excited to be here. Really, um, really great pre-show. I've been listening in and you guys are teeing me up great. Well, fantastic. And this is uh, such a, a critical time for strategy. And so I'm so thankful that you've joined us here today. I'm really, really looking forward to I'm getting my pen and notepad out. So okay. ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's learn from our good friend, Meredith Elliott Powell. All right. Thank you, Daryl and Jim. Listen, if you were listening as we were setting up here, gosh, I love that this is the first point. I love that it begins with strategy because you've got to have a direction. You've got to know where you're going and you need to have things to focus on. Now take a breath. 
because you heard the fact that Jim mentioned, you know, we've got to be flexible. Daryl mentioned the fact that this is an environment that is uncertain, that is changing. And today we're going to build what's called a systems thinking strategic plan. And what that means is it's going to keep you highly focused at the same time, incredibly flexible. And the reason you need to be incredibly flexible is because things are going to change and we want you positioned to turn all of those changes into your opportunity. But if you're not focused, this marketplace, I promise you, is going to eat you alive. Now we're talking about sales and marketing alignment. And this presentation is for you if you work in a large company and you are lucky enough to have a big marketing department and a big sales force. But this presentation is also for you if you are like me. I am sales and marketing. I am both parts of my business. And even though I'm one individual doing both jobs, I still need to have a strategy and I still need to have a plan. Now, Daryl told you to have a pen and paper ready. Get ready to type this out on your phone. Type it out on your um, computer because we're about to go through a systems thinking strategic plan. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you why sales and marketing need to be aligned. Now, I come from the camp where they have always needed to be aligned, but in today's marketplace, it is more important than ever. And the reason is because you don't control the buying cycle. The customer does. Right now, while you're on this webinar, while you're listening to me do this live stream, your best customers, your top prospects, they have already started the buying cycle and they have started it without you. Research tells us they are 67 to 85% of the way through the buying decision before they ever interact with a salesperson. That means that marketing is teeing you up. Marketing is giving you awareness in the marketplace. People will answer your cold calls or your reach outs because they've heard of you and about you. And that is the job of marketing. Now, salespeople, we got to concentrate on what we were good at, what we're good at, because it isn't the product people are buying today. They're buying the relationship, the connection, the fact that they're doing business with somebody who understands them. That's our job. We build and cement that emotional connection that makes them want to buy a product. But through that process, we gain valuable insight and information as to the challenges and problems our customers are having. We need to feed that back to marketing so they can help us follow up to deepen those relationships. There, have there has never been a more important time that sales and marketing need to be aligned. To me, they're really, they're really a function working together if you want to open doors and close business. So let's start with strategy. Let's start with a plan. Number one is you need a vision and sales and marketing need to have the same vision. A year from now, what are things going to look like? How much are you going to have penetrated the marketplace? How much new business growth will you have added? How many new um, products will you have sold to your existing customers? I don't know what that is, but you need to have a vision. You need to begin with the end in mind. Marketing needs to see clearly where sales is headed and sales needs to understand where marketing is headed. And together, you're going on the same trip. So that's where we begin with what we call our desired state. What is our vision? And from that vision, you need to develop your values 
and your long-term goals. Now, values to me are your commitments to one another and your commitments to the marketplace. What is it in the way that you work together? Will you be incredibly approachable as an organization and as a team? Will you be a team that is truly a resource and a value add to your customers? Are you going to be a team that is proactive? I don't care what your values are, but you need to have shared values, a way that you will not only treat each other, but the way that you will treat your customers. And the last part of our desired state is our long-term goals. Where do we see ourselves in two to three years from now? Once marketing and sales have worked together, where do we see ourselves two to three years from now? Now, listen, if I were going to sit down and I were going to do a strategic planning session with you, I would only let you choose three long-term goals, no more. Why three? Because if you choose more than three, you're, um, you're never going to get it accomplished. What strategy is about is about working on the business while you're still working in the business. So when I talk about this desired state, our vision, our values, and our long-term goals, this is where we see ourselves in the future. Just between you and me, this is where my clients get hung up. They fear like choosing a vision or a long-term goal because they feel that we have to 100% commit to it. You don't. The journey is going to change, but if we don't set a direction, then we don't know where we're headed. Let me give you a great example. What did you want to be when you were a kid, when you were five and six years old? How many of you wanted to grow up to be a cowboy or a ballerina or a doctor or a, I don't know, a, a circus um, uh, person? And how many of you grew up to be that? You didn't. But because you had a vision of the future, you went to kindergarten, you went to grade school, you went on to high school and on to higher education because you were looking at the future. That's all we're trying to do. But it is critical that you have the same vision for marketing that you do for sales. Now, before we go on to the, the parts of the strategy that we're going to execute, I want to bring you to this thought of, being flexible because something you need to do every single quarter with your plan is that you need to be looking outside of sales and marketing. You need to be paying attention to what's happening outside the walls of your organization. Why? Because there's more happening externally than internally that can impact the success of your strategy. I'm going to repeat that. There is more happening outside of your business than inside that can impact your ability to be successful. The changes happening in your marketplace can be the greatest opportunity for your strategy if you see them coming. If you ignore them, it's those changes that are going to bury you. So you heard Jim say, that strategic plans have really gone through a lot of change in the last couple of years. Well, when I first started doing strategic planning over 15 years ago, we were told to update strategic plans every five years. Now I'm advised to tell my clients to update our strategic plans every single quarter. That's four times a year. Why? because there's more change happening outside of your organization than inside. So how do you update your plan? Well, you update it with a tool called a future external environmental scan. It's called a skeptic. I want you to write these words down. Society, competition, economics, politics, technology, industry, customers. I'm gonna repeat that. Society, competition, 
politics, economics, politics, technology, industry, customers. And all I want you to do is before you start your strategic plan, and then every quarter throughout the year, I want you to get the sales and marketing team together. And if that's just you by yourself, grab a friend. And I want you to brainstorm. What are the changes you see happening in society? What changes do you see happening with customers? What do you see happening politically or with technology? And what of those changes can positively impact your ability to be successful or can negatively impact your ability to be successful. Let me give you a quick example. I was just doing this last week with um, with a client and it was time for their quarterly update. And we've got sales and marketing aligned on a strategy. But when we went through this brainstorming session, what we learned was three of their biggest competitors are getting ready to go through mergers and acquisitions. And we all know how complicated and what a bad customer experience it can be for anybody going through a merger and acquisition. So we immediately changed our marketing and sales strategy to target their customers because we know we have a chance of moving those customers over while they're going through a merger and acquisition. That's an example of paying attention to the strategy, sales and marketing working together to pay attention to the things happening outside and turn change into opportunity. All right, we've just got a couple of more buckets here and I know I'm giving you a lot of information, but this stuff is powerful and it's pretty easy to do. Start with a vision and baby, throw mud at the wall. I don't need the vision to be perfect. Throw a few long-term goals out there and get serious about your values. Your values are the promise you make to each other and the promise you make to your customers. You're gonna radiate these values coming out of your body. Once you do that, I want you to pay attention to the skeptic, what's happening outside. And once you know that, now we're ready to focus inside. Every single one of you have probably done a SWOT analysis. And I think it's very important every quarter to do a SWOT analysis. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So we know the desired state, our, our vision and our long-term goals. And we know now our current state. Where are we now? What's strong about our organization? What's weak? Where are we working to, where do we have opportunity as a sales and a marketing team? And where are we threatened as a marketing team? Because once you understand where you are and where you want to go, you're set up to do the most powerful part of your strategic plan. And the most powerful part of your strategic plan is how are you gonna get from your current state to your desired state? And those are your short-term goals. Remember, we're gonna keep you highly focused yet incredibly flexible. Here's the problem with strategy. When I go into companies, most people's eyes roll back in their head when even we start to talk about strategy. And I get it because typically strategic plans are these beautiful documents that sit up on a shelf and nobody ever pays attention to them again. We don't want that to be for you. That's why we focus on the short-term goals. So when you look at your SWOT analysis, where you are now, and you look at where you want to go, your desired state, how are you going to close that gap? What are the two or three things that you could work on right now to move you from current state to desired state? So if my long-term goal is that I want to, I want to um, double my market share, but right now I'm 
my sales and my marketing team isn't aligned. We don't have a message. We don't, um, we don't have a plan. We haven't really identified our ideal customer. Then a couple of short-term goals that I might set are this year, I just want to um, retain um, you know, 80% of my customers. This year, I want to grow my market share by 10%. And this year, we want to clearly identify our ideal target, our ideal target market, and build a sales and marketing plan to attract our ideal client. That'd be an example of my short-term goals. Now, what I hope you picked up from that is you can see how achievable my short-term goals are, right? Those are just the minutia that I'm going to work in in order to achieve those short-term goals. So let me take a breath, back up again, and kind of walk you through the process. We've got a few more things that we're gonna, we're gonna want you to do. Now, number one, we have got to begin with a vision. We're calling that the desired state. And in the desired state, in order to accomplish it, you need to know your vision. You need to be clear on your values, and you need to be clear on your long-term goals. Now, I probably don't need to tell you this, but we all know that anytime you establish a goal, it needs to be measurable. It needs to be something that you can quantify. Once we understand the desired state, before we back up and go any further, we wanna poke our head out of our business and we wanna look at our um, what's happening in the world around us. I actually call the skeptic tool the groundhog tool because you know the way the groundhogs go down and they burrow to dig their hole and then they pop up and they look around because they're looking for food, which is opportunity, or they're looking for any enemies or somebody that might threaten what they're doing. That's exactly what you're doing with um, the skeptic, exactly what you're doing when you're brainstorming about what's happening in society, what's happening in, um, you know, with, with technology. And once you know those two things, you want to look at your current state. And it's incredibly important that you look at your current state and ask yourself, where are we strong? Where are we weak? What true opportunities do we have? And where are we threatened? And once you know those things, you're ready to establish the short-term goals. What are the two to three things you can focus on as a sales and a marketing team to move you from current state closer to desired state? Now, remember, we call desired state long-term goals. So we're not going to get there in a year. But you're going to get a lot of momentum and a lot of progress just by focusing on those short-term goals. Now, once you establish those short-term goals and you have the two to three things that you're going to focus on in 2021, then, um, then I want you to develop an action plan around it. Now, here's the beautiful thing. I, I love the fact that you all think this is practical because it is so practical. It's practical, it's doable, and it's executable. That's the, is that really a word? I don't know. But, um, but you can actually implement it. You can actually get traction with it. Because once you get down to the short-term goals, other than quarterly, I don't want you to focus on anything else but the short-term goals and the action plans. So now we have our short-term goals, the two or three things that we're going to focus on in 2021 in order to move closer from our current state to our desired state. And from here, we have that goal. We need to decide what are the steps to achieve that goal. And then who's going to work 
on the plan? Who's the t- who, who needs to be involved in the team to help accomplish that? So let's assume that you need sales and marketing to be sharing the same customer relationship management system. That's one of your short-term goals. You, then your goal might be something like to implement a shared CRM by June of 2021. Um, that's a time frame for it. So now it's now it's very measurable. Some of the actions might be that we need to review the current CRM that sales is using, the current CRM that marketing is using. We need to decide on which CRM we're going to use. We need to provide um, training. We need to set dates for it to be implemented. You get it the actions to it. And then who needs to be involved in that team of getting it going? And then one person on that team owns the goal. Why is this important? Because when you lay out the strategies, we can start to say, are we implementing these behaviors? Because how you execute a plan is every single time that sales and marketing meet, and I really hope that that's monthly, you have a meeting, there should be an update on your strategy. There should be an update that says, here's the progress we're making on the current goals. Here's what's working. Here's what isn't working. And you're making progress on those goals. Now, from here, this is our plan. This is our strategy. That is it. We just build it in a couple of minutes. We know where we're headed, our desired state. We know where we currently are, and we know how to close the gap from current state to desired state. So for the next couple of months, we're just going to focus on those short-term goals and those action plans. That's our job to execute those things. And every single month, we're going to update the sales and the marketing team on how we're doing against plan, how we're doing against goal. Now, it would be so easy if we could just stop there and there was nothing else that we needed to focus on. But as Jim and Daryl alluded to, there is uncertainty in the marketplace. The majority of the things that can impact your ability to be successful, I am beating this like a drum, are outside of your control. So that is why every single quarter, you need to really allow for an hour-long meeting and you need to use these two tools. I've got one tool left that I have not um, shared with you yet. So the first tool is immediately you need to go back to the skeptic and you need to start with a brainstorming session that says what's happening outside, what's happening with society, competition, economics, politics, technology, industry, customers. Put no judgment on that. Um, I was just working with a client um, a couple of weeks ago uh, on this, and we're really finding that they're pretty heavily invested in the plastics industry, and they're heavily invested in bottling um, soda. Now, two, those are two things that account for a lot of their revenues that are really losing favor with society. So in the long run, one of their long-term goals is not to be in the plastics business and not to be in the, um, in the soda business. But we went back and realigned a short-term goal to really say, we think we need to speed that up because soda is becoming more and more out of favor and plastics is getting more and more of a bad reputation. So marketing has quit advertising any of their um, plastics or, or soda things and instead moved to some of the other um, recyclable products they use and marketed more of their waters and things like that. Sales team is still selling that stuff, but it's marketing who's helping pave the way for what the future 
will look like. So you really need to be paying attention to that tool on a quarterly basis. The other tool I want you to use is called a seeds, a weeds, and a needs. And it's very important that you use this tool and use it very objectively and gut-wrenchingly honestly. A seeds is you ask yourself as a sales and a marketing team, what are we doing that's working? What is really getting traction? What may, what, what leads really led to sales? What information flowing between sales and marketing really worked? What awareness did marketing create that really opened the door and made it easier for the salespeople? Or, or what information or ideas did the salespeople bring back about products or services that really helped marketing um, elevate to another level? And what really resonated with customers? So you need to know what's working. The second piece is weeds. What's weighing you down? What did you do in the last quarter that didn't result in success? Were there marketing messages that fell flat? Were there leads that were just no good? Were there sales calls that just were taking way too long to close? Was there a breakdown in communication between sales and marketing? What's weighing your team down? What's preventing you from moving forward? And the last is needs. Can you guess? What do you need to be doing that you're not doing that could move your organization forward? What could you add in that could really take it to another level? I've got a large healthcare company that I was working with. And every quarter we sit down with sales and marketing and we use both of these tools. And when we were going through the seeds and the weeds and the needs, here's a couple of things that we found in this last quarter. The seeds are, they have just really put more content um, marketing into the sales strategy. And the sales team is actually, instead of it all just going up on social media, they're really emailing it out to customers and saying, really thought this would be valuable for you. And they found as a sales and a marketing team, when marketing delivers really great content, if it has the personal push of the mar of the sales team, it gets more opens and it leads to more sales calls. Where did they find they were wasting their time? What were the weeds? What were the things that were choking them up? Is that the leads that they have are not as well qualified as they need to be. Partly the sales team's fault. They hadn't gotten as granular as they needed to get what their ideal client is. And marketing was just really looking for leads that were no more than the typical industry income, you know, number of employees. It needed to get down more into the psychographics because those leads just weren't turning over. So that led to the need, which was the psychographics. They needed to get more, um, more granular, uh, you know, on um, those things. But they also decided that this content piece is working so well that they needed to probably bring on a full-time content manager, or at least take somebody from the marketing team who worked more intimately with the sales team to prevent to um, create even more content. But I hope what you're seeing from that is just how powerful the conversation of that tool is. It opens it up and it gets people talking. What I want you to understand about that is it's not about sales or marketing doing anything wrong. You're not doing anything wrong. It's an opportunity for you to do it better. Again, I'm going to say the majority of the things that are impacting your ability to be successful, they're outside of your company. 
So what worked as a sales and marketing team in November of last year probably won't work as a sales and a marketing team in, um, in February of this year. And it certainly won't work by June of that year. So we wanna build a plan that's highly focused, but incredibly flexible. So where did we give you focus? Number one, you've got a vision. You've got a set of values that you live by, that you make decisions by. Oops, I left that part out and that's an important thing. Sales and marketing, you know, I think that sales and marketing need to embrace some of the conflict that happens between them. Why do we think conflict is a bad thing? I mean, marketing has one idea of how they think um, attracting customers is going to work. And sales kinds of has another. That debate is really, really good. And so having that debate is good. But at the end of the day, how you make decisions is according to your values. If it aligns with your values, it's the right decision to make. If it doesn't align with your values, it isn't the right decision to make. And values are a great way to keep sales and marketing aligned towards the same vision. So those values piece is really, really important. And then our long-term goals, where do we see ourselves three to even five years from now? Now, the chances that your long-term goals are going to change, they're pretty good. Don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. Once you know that desired state, we want to get even more focused by getting to our short-term goals. But before that, we need to understand our current state. What is our SWOT analysis? Let's take an honest look at ourselves from the inside and see what we need to focus on. And then when you back up and you look at desired state and you look at current state, you got to develop those short-term goals by bridging the gap, choosing two to three things that sales and marketing is going to focus on because sales and marketing can focus can really handle two to three goals. And once you establish those short-term goals, you want action plans. You not only want to know what the goal is, but you want to know when it's going to be completed. You want to know what the behaviors are to, to achieve that goal. And you want to know the team that's going to work and dedicate themselves to achieving that. And every single month, you're going to report um, at a marketing meeting on the progress of those goals. So now, as a sales and a marketing team, man, we are aligned. We are so strategically focused. But again, we are living in an uncertain environment. The world is going to flip and change. That's why I gave you those tool, two outside tools. And every quarter, I want you to objectively look at your plan. I want you to get your ego out of the way. And I want you to do a skeptic and really ask yourself what's happening outside that we need to pay attention to. And then use the seeds, weeds, and needs to do an objective review of your strategy and really ask yourself, what do you need to be doing more of? Where are you getting traction as a team? And what do you need to continue to plant? What do you need to pick out and weed? Cause it's a waste of time and it's not working. And then what do you need to add that, um, that could really enhance the strategy. See, those two pieces working together give you, just take the oxymoron out of focused flexibility. They get you focused, but they give you a strategy that you can continue to change the plan as needed. Now, one last question I'm gonna answer before I turn it back over to Daryl and Jim to um, open it up and let me ask you, I hope you have questions for me because I've thrown a lot of information um, at you uh, at you really, uh, really quickly. But the beauty of short-term goals 
is that once you accomplish a short-term goal, let's say we got our customer relationship management system completely implemented by June, we can go back to our um, long-term goals and our vision. We can go back to our SWOT analysis and ask ourselves, since we've accomplished that goal, what would be the right next step? What would be the right next thing to focus on if we're gonna move closer from desired state, from current state, to desired state. The importance of the short-term goals are not only to make your strategy um, implementable because you can do it in bite size, but the truth is the reason strategies are overwhelming is because there's a natural order to execution. There's a natural order to implementation. I mean, if I wanted to start a new business and I wanted to hire a sales and a marketing team and have the best sales and marketing team for my company the next three years, well, the very first thing I would need to do before I start hiring sales and marketing people is I probably need a website. I probably need to decide what my competitive advantage is. I probably need to design a sales process. Those would be my short-term goals. And again, once I accomplish them, I can go back and get another. But you need to you need to implement strategy in order. So again, we have covered a lot, but I hope that you can see how simplistic um, and, and again, practical a systems thinking strategic plan is. Please don't get hung up on your vision and your long-term goals, because just like you didn't grow up to be a fireman or a ballerina, those will probably change. But without them, we don't have direction. I do want you to be serious about your values, though. Give that some time, because that is how you're going to make decisions. And the more aligned your values are to who you are as a team, the easier it's going to be to work together. Values are like the secret language you have um, between each other. Once you know that, all you've got to do is a quick down and dirty SWOT analysis. Really take an honest look at what you have and what you don't have, and then focus on those short-term goals. Use the skeptic and use the seeds, weeds, and needs to objectively look at your business from the outside, giving you the luxury for two and two, two and a half months to be highly focused, knowing that at the end of the third, you're going to step away just like the groundhog pokes his head out. Look around. What do you need to be paying attention to? And what, if anything, do you need to change? Listen, I am so passionate about strategy. You have to have a strategy if you're going to be successful. And one of the biggest reasons sales and marketing don't align is because there's no words on a sheet of paper that show them how to align. And that's what strategy is about. It's saying, look, marketing, you don't have goals and I have goals. We have a shared vision and a shared direction of where we're going. If you use this strategy, systems thinking strategic plan, you're going to put yourself in a position to turn all of this uncertainty into your competitive advantage and have one of the most powerful sales and marketing teams that is fully aligned on the market. What a fantastic session from Meredith Elliott Powell. The tools that she gave us are an absolute gift, and I challenge each one of you listening in to the podcast to take these tools and put them to work in your organization with your sales and marketing counterparts. Get together in the same room and work on aligning around strategy. If you'd like some more help with this, we're excited to be putting together the Sales and Marketing Alignment Intensive. You can learn more about that at revenuegrowthengine.net slash intensive. And until next week, let's get going and let's get growing. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.